Innal hamdalillah nahmaduhu wa nasta'inuhu wa nastaghfiruh wa na'udzu billahi min shururi anfusina wa min sayyiati a'malina may yahdihillahu fala mudilla lahu wa may yudlil fala hadiya lahu wa ashhadu an la ilaha illallah wahdahu la sharika lahu wa ashhadu anna muhammadan 'abduhu wa rasuluhu ya ayyuhalladhina amanu taqullaha haqqa tuqatih wa la tamutunna illa wa antum muslimun يا ايها الناس اتقوا ربكم الذي خلقكم من نفس واحده وخلق منها زوجها وبث منهما رجالا كثيرا ونساء واتقوا الله الذي تساءلون به والارham ان الله كان عليكم رقيبا يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله وقولوا قولا سديدا يصلح لكم اعمالكم ويغفر لكم ذنوبكم ومن يطع الله ورسوله فقد فاز فوزا عظيما أما بعد فإن خير الحديث كتاب الله وخير الهدي هدي محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وشر الأمور محدثاتها وكل محدثة بدعة وكل بدعة ضلالة وكل ضلالة في النار أم أيها المسلمون فإن الله تعالى قد أكمل لنا دينه الذي الذي ارتضاه لنا وقام بتبليغه المصطفى صلى الله عليه وسلم أتم بلاغ بأوضح بيان فما بقي على أمته إلا السير على هديه والاتباع لمنهجه Indeed Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has perfected and completed his deen which, that, which he is pleased with for us and he has established that the tabliq or that the spread of this deen has been fulfilled by Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wa sallam in the best of ways and in the most clear of all manner such that there is nothing left for this ummah except that they follow his guidance and that they stick to his methodology and his sunnah. A hadith narrated by Bukhari and Muslim from Tariq ibn Hishab he said that a man came to Umar ibn Khattab radiallahu anhu, a man from the Jews. And so he said, Ya Amir al-Mu'mineen, ayatun fi kitabikum taqra'unaha. There's a verse in your book that you recite. Had it been revealed to us, we would have taken it. Or that day that it was revealed as an Eid. And so Umar, he said, Wa ayah, which ayah is this? And the man recited, Al-yawma akmaltu lakum deenakum. وَأَتْمَمْتُ عَلَيْكُمْ نِعْمَتِي وَرَضِيتُ لَكُمُ الْإِسْلَامَ دِينًا Where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said On this day I have completed for you this religion or your religion and I have completed or perfected my favor upon you and I am pleased with Islam as a religion for you. And so Umar ibn Khattab he responded and he said Indeed I am aware of the day that that ayah was revealed and the place that it was revealed. It was revealed was Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was on Arafah on the day of Jumu'ah. So look, O slaves of Allah, at the understanding of this Jewish man, of the importance of this ayah, that a Jewish man saw how powerful this verse is, that had it been revealed to them, that day would have become an Eid for them. This is the deen that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, as he describes himself, has completed and perfected. Imam Malik, rahimahullah, he said, "Man ibtada'a fil Islam bid'atan 
يراها حسنة فقد زعم أن محمدا صلى الله عليه وسلم خان الرسالة Any person who innovates into this religion and he sees it as a good innovation he regards it as something good then indeed he has accused Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam of betraying his message because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said al-yawma akmaltu lakum deenakum on this day I have completed your religion for you and then Imam Malik said فَمَا لَمْ يَكُنْ يَوْمَ إِذِنْ دِينًا فَلَا يَكُنَ الْيَوْمَ دِينًا Whatever was not regarded as religion, as deen, on that day, the day that this ayah was revealed, will not be regarded as part of the deen today. So, ayyuh al-ikhwah, even though this deen has been completed and perfected in every way, there are still some Muslimin that believe that there is no problem adding to this religion, seeking to get closer to Allah, by their additions. They do not realize that any addition that has not been legislated by Rasulullah is part of a path that only takes one further away from Allah and does not bring one closer to Him. They have fallen into a trap from the traps of Shaitan and this trap is none other than the trap of Bid'ah. It is one of the more severe traps of the Shaitan that the shaitan busies them in acts of bid'ah instead of the sunnah while they think that they are doing good deeds and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentioned to us in surah al-kahf قُلْ هَلْ نُنَبِّئُكُمْ بِالْأَخْسَرِينَ أَعْمَالًا Say, O Prophet, shall we inform you of those who will lose the most deeds the people who will have their deeds lost الَّذِينَ ضَلَّ سَعْيٌ فِي الْحَيَاةِ الدُّنْيَا وَهُمْ يَحْسَبُونَ أَنَّهُمْ يُحْسِنُونَ السُّنْعَى They are those whose efforts are in vain. They are in vain in this worldly life. While they think that they are doing good. To them, in their minds, they believe that they are doing good. Ibn Kathir, rahimullah, he explains in his tafsir. And he says, this verse is general and refers to every person who worships Allah in a way that's not acceptable thinking he is right in doing and that his deeds will be accepted but he is mistaken and his deeds will be rejected Shaykh al-Islam ibn Daymiyyah rahimahullah he said it has been narrated from Ali ibn Abi Talib Amir al-Mu'mineen radiyallahu an and others that said that this ayah applies to the Hururiyah referring to the Khawarij and those similar to them from the people of bid'ah and misguidance. Ali said this ayah refers to the people of innovation and misguidance. That they think they are doing good, but in reality their deeds are in vain, as Allah said. Ayyuhal Muslimun, first and foremost, what is this word bid'ah? What does it mean? In the Arabic language, the word bid'ah is something invented or innovated that had no previous or prior example. As Allah says in the Quran, Say, O Muhammad, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, I am not the first messenger ever sent. I am not a bid'ah from the messengers. Meaning, there have been messengers before me. So this is not something new or invented. This is what this word linguistically means. According to the Sharia, then the best definition of bid'ah is 
as stated by Imam Shatibi, Rahimahullah, where he said that a bid'ah is a newly invented way, whether it's actions or belief, into the religion. It's an imitation of the Sharia by which nearness to Allah is sought, but not being supported by any evidence, neither in its foundation nor in the manner in which it is performed. Again, he said, it's a newly invented way, action or belief, into the religion. It imitates the Sharia and it's by which nearness to Allah is sought. Meaning people think they are getting closer to Allah by these ways or actions or beliefs. But it's not supported by evidence from the Quran or Sunnah. Ayyuhal Muslimun, who was the first person who warned this Ummah about Bid'ah? Why is it our duty to speak about this topic? A topic that many are afraid to speak about and to address. Did this come from some random scholar that came many years later, that came into recent times? Let's look at some ahadith and see. And perhaps we will realize the seriousness of the topic. Narrated from Jabir ibn Abdullah radiallahu anhu, who said, Kana Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallama idha khataba ihmarrat aynah when Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallama gave a khutbah his eyes became red wa ala sawtuhu and his voice would be raised wa ashtadda ghadabuhu and at times he became angry hatta ka'annahu mundiru jayshin yuqal sabbahakum wa massakum it was as if he was advising an army that you are about to be attacked in the morning or in the evening. And then Jabir went on and he said, وَيَقُولْ أَمَّا بَعْدْ In this khutbah, his advice was, فَإِنَّ خَيْرَ الْحَدِيثِ كِتَابُ اللَّهِ And this is the same thing we repeat every Jumu'ah, part of our khutbah. When we start the khutbah, we say these words that Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said in every khutbah, or in most of his khutbah. And he said, the best of speech is the book of Allah, the speech of Allah. وَخَيْرُ hadi, And the best of guidance, هَدْيُ Muhammad is the guidance of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. وَشَرَّ الْأُمُورِ مُحْدَثَاتُهَا And the most evil of all affairs are the newly invented affairs. وَكُلَّ بِدْعَةٍ ضَلَالَةٍ And every bid'ah is a misguidance. This is how he started his khutab. With red eyes and a raised voice, with anger in his voice, he repeated this advice. Stick to the book of Allah, stick to the guidance and the sunnah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam, and know that the worst of affairs, these are not my words, these are not the words of any scholar, sin, sinful person. He said the worst of all affairs are the newly invented ones, for every bid'ah is a misguidance. In another hadith, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he said, when narrated from Irbad ibn Sariyah, he said that the Messenger of Allah gave us a sermon by which our hearts were filled with fear and tears came out of our eyes. And we said, Ya Rasulullah, it is as if this is a farewell sermon. So give us advice. Pay attention. The farewell advice. If somebody is about to leave you for the last time, they are going to give you the most important advice. Something that's going to keep you successful. 
What was his advice to his Sahaba and to his Ummah? He said, I advise you to have taqwa of Allah and to listen to and obey your leader. Even if a slave were to become your leader. And then he said, Whomsoever from amongst you lives long, and he after me, فَسَيَرَى إِخْتِلَافًا كَثِيرًا He will see lots of ikhtilaf, lots of differing, lots of controversy. Do we not see this? Is this not the reality? So what's the advice? How do we address these issues? Where is the success? Where is our saviour? Of course the Prophet ﷺ never left today and he said, So upon you is to hold on to my sunnah. And the sunnah of the Khulafa al-Rashidin, al-Mahdiyin, the rightly guided Khulafa, Abu Bakr, Umar, Uthman, and Ali, and Hassan, and the rest of the Sahaba, radiallahu anhum, and he said, عَضُّوا عَلَيْهَا بِالنَّوَاجِذِ Bite onto this path. Hold as firm as you possibly can with your molar teeth. And this is a clear analogy, which means, hold as fast and, and as cling to this path as tightly as you can. So that's the savior. This is how you save yourself in terms of ikhtilaf. Stick to the sunnah and the sunnah of the khulafa al-rashidin. And then he gave the warning and he said, وَإِيَّاكُمْ وَمُحْدَثَاتُ الْأُمُورِ And beware of the newly invented matters. For every bid'ah is a misguidance. This is the advice of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And when you come later on and you see the ikhtilaf and you don't know which way to go and this scholar and that scholar and this imam is this opinion and various opinions where is your saviour? It's following the sunnah. It's sticking to the way of the sahaba. And where is your destruction? Where is the misguidance? Beware of the newly invented matters. This is wahi from Allah Azza wa Jal on the lips of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And note how he says that every bid'ah is misguidance. The word kul is used. In Arabic we all know the word kul means all, everything. And when words like these are used, it denotes generality. All. There is no exception. So you are Muslimun, in another hadith, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he said, Man ahdata fi amrina, hadha ma laysa minhu fa huwa rad. In Sahih al-Bukhari, he said, whoever introduces into this affair of ours, meaning into this religion of ours, that which is not from it, it's not based upon this deen, his action will be rejected. And in Sahih Muslim, he said, Man amila amalan, Whoever does an action, any action. Amalan means any action. Which is not from our religion. It's not in the Quran, it's not in the Sunnah. His action is rejected. Hadith. Both of these ahadith are explicitly clear that any act of worship that is contrary to the way of the Prophet it is not accepted, it is rejected, it's in vain. It's a waste of your time. There's no reward for it. Rad means it's rejected. You bring something and it's rejected means there's no benefit in it. And this is also a clear proof 
that bid'ah is considered a religious innovation. As the hadith says, Fi amrina hadha. Into this affair of ours, we are not speaking about the dunya. So we hear people saying, well, you drive a car, the Prophet didn't drive a car, is this not bid'ah? This is ignorance upon ignorance. We are speaking about the religion of Allah, not the dunya. This is something that any aqil, intelligent person should understand, bi-idhnillah. In another hadith, which truly shows us the severity of innovation into the deen of Allah, it's narrated from Sahal ibn Sa'd, radiyallahu anhu, he said, I heard the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa saying, I will go to the cistern, meaning the pond, or the, the, the hawd, by which people will drink from on qiyamah. He says, I will go there before you. And the one who comes to me and he drinks, he will never feel thirsty again. And they would come to me, people, he says, I would know and they would know me. What does this mean? On that day, the Prophet ﷺ will recognize the Muslimin. How so? He will see them shining. The parts of their body where they took wudu will be shining and glowing. And so he will recognize his ummah. And they will recognize him. And then he says, there would be an intervention between me and them. What is the intervention? The Muslims are coming to the Prophet of Rahmah. As we say, he was sent as a mercy to mankind, to all of creation, without a doubt. The Prophet of Mercy, they come to him, but there's an intervention. Malaika come forth, and they stop the drinking. The Prophet ﷺ, he says, these are my followers. I can see, they are there with a Muslimin. And the Malaika will say to him, إِنَّكَ لَا تَدْرِي مَا أَحْدَثُوا بَعْدَكَ O Prophet, indeed, you do not know what they innovated after you. You do not know what they innovated after you. The Prophet is not alimul ghaib wa shahada. He doesn't know the unseen. He doesn't know everything. So the malaika inform him and say, you don't know what they did after you. They changed things. They added things. And what does the Prophet of Mercy say? فَأَقُولُ سُحْقًا سُحْقًا لِمَنْ غَيَّرَ بَعْدِي The Prophet of Mercy, he says, سُحْقًا سُحْقًا Woe to him! Far away is this person. Far removed is he from the mercy of Allah, the one who changed my religion after me. This is the Prophet of Rahmah. So these people will be denied Drinking from that shaft, that hawd, that cistern on the day of Qiyamah. Suhqan, suhqan, he says, go away. Far away are you from this? The one who changed my religion after me. And this hadith is in Bukhari and Muslim. It's an agreed upon hadith. أقول هذا القول وأستغفر الله العظيم لي ولكم ولوالدي ولوالديكم ورسال المسلمين من كل ذنب فاستغفروه إنه فالغفر الرحيم. الحمد لله على إحسانه 
والشكر على توفيقه وامتنانه وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له وأشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله صلوات الله وسلامه عليه وعلى آله وأصحابه أجمعين أما بعد Indeed, أيها المسلمون Religious innovation is from the greatest of disobedience to Allah It's the most heinous of sin and from the heaviest of burdens a person will carry and this is proven from the hadith that we mentioned. Number one, the Prophet said it's sharr al-umur, the most evil of affairs. And he said it's a misguidance. Can there be good in a misguidance? And he said it's rejected and not accepted. And he said it's from the affairs that leads to the hellfire. Kulla muhdathatin bid'a wa kulla bid'atin dalala a bid'ah is a misguidance and misguidance is in the hellfire. And we saw that it also prevents the person from drinking from that pond of the Prophet One last hadith to touch on which again shows us the severity of bid'ah. Rasulullah he said Indeed, Allah puts a barrier in front of repentance for every companion of bid'ah. Indeed, Allah puts a barrier between repentance and the person of bid'ah. And this hadith is an authentic hadith as authenticated by Al-Haythami as well as Al-Bani rahimahumullah. What does this mean? This is similar to a famous statement made by the great Imam of Hadith, Sufyan al-Thawri, rahimahullah, where he said, Al-Bid'ah ahabbu ila iblisi min al-ma'siyah. Bid'ah is more beloved to Iblis, the shaytan, than sin. Li'anna al-Bid'ah la yutabu minha, wal-ma'siyatu yutabu minha. And he said, because he's justifying what he's saying, he says, a sin will be repented from, but bid'ah will never be repented from. And what this means is that a person who is engrossed in bid'ah, he thinks he's doing good. As the Quran said, he thinks yuhsinuna sun'ah. He believes he's doing good. How can a person make tawbah when he thinks he's doing good? Can any person do a good deed and, Ya Allah, forgive me, I made salah. Ya Allah, I just recited the Quran, I repent to you. This is illogical. Likewise, when people busy themselves with innovation, they will never say, Ya Allah, forgive me for celebrating such and such an event or for doing such and such an act of worship which was not in accordance of the Sunnah unless they make a full repentance in that they change their belief is that they start to accept the hadith and the Qur'an where it speaks about these matters. But otherwise that person will never repent from his bid'ah as long as he believes it's good. As long as he still believes that it's good. Wallahu musta'an. Abdullah ibn Mas'ud, he said, Sahaba, he said, for every bid'ah, Allah has created a beloved worshipper of his who will refute it. For every innovation, there will be a beloved worshipper of his who will refute it. And he said, 
Ittabi'u wa la tattabi'u. Follow the sunnah and don't innovate to the deen. Fa innakum qad kufitum. For you have been sufficed. Is this deen not complete? Is the Quran and Sunnah not enough? How much ahadith do we know? How much Quran do we know? Imam Ahmad ibn Hanbal, it's narrated that he memorized one million narrations. Besides the Quran, one million narrations. Where are we? But we are doing things which are not even part of the deen of Allah. Wallahu musta'an. Abdullah ibn Umar, he said, Every innovation is misguidance. Even if the people see there's something good, you should know it's misguidance. Hudayfa ibn al-Yaman, he said, every act of worship which the companions of the Prophet did not do, then don't do it. So ask yourself the question, did the Sahaba do this? Did they come together and recite this way? Did they come together and dance this way? Did they come together and celebrate these things? Ask yourself the question. If the hadith is there, it's authentic. Bismillah. If it's not there, don't do it. Say yourself. Abdullah ibn Abbas, radiallahu anhumah, he said, Indeed, the most detestable of things to Allah are the innovations. And there are so many narrations that we can mention. Thousands of narrations in reality can be mentioned. We have only narrated today from the Quran, the Sunnah, and the Sahaba. And one quote from Athawli. One quote. Who was an agreed upon Imam? No scholar today will ever criticize Sufyan Athawli in any way. So, by Allah, this is just a part of the evidences that we can quote. So, therefore, let every Muslim, intelligent Muslim, who cares for his deen and who cares for the year after, who cares about the instructions of the Quran and the Sunnah? Let him take heed. Let him realize the seriousness of bid'ah. The seriousness it has upon him and upon his religion. And let him distance himself from it and his family from it. And let him make the Quran and Sunnah sufficient for him as it was sufficient for the best of Muslimin. هذا وصلوا وسلموا رعاكم الله على بشير النذير محمد بن عبد الله فقد أمركم الله بذلك في كتابه فقال عز بن قائل عليما إن الله وملائكته يصلون على النبي يا أيها الذين آمنوا صلوا عليه وسلموا تسليما فقال صلى الله عليه وسلم من صلى علي صلاة صلى الله عليه بها عشرة اللهم صل على محمد وعلى آل محمد كما صليت على إبراهيم وعلى آل إبراهيم إنك حميد مجيد اللهم بارك على محمد وعلى آل محمد كما باركت على إبراهيم وعلى آل إبراهيم إنك حميد مجيد وارض اللهم عن الخلفاء الراشدين أبي بكر وعمر وعثمان وعلي وعن بقية الصحابة وتابعين وتابع التابعين وعنا معهم بمنك وكرمك وإحسانك يا أكرم الأكرمين اللهم أعز الإسلام والمسلمين اللهم أعز الإسلام والمسلمين اللهم أعز الإسلام والمسلمين وأذل الشرك والمشركين وأذل البدع والمبتدعين ودمر أعداءك أعداء الدين يا مولانا يا رب العالمين اللهم انصر المسلمين والمستضعفين في كل مكان اللهم وكن لهم ناصرا ومعينا ومؤيدا وحفيظا اللهم وعليك بأعداء الدين فإنهم لا يعجزونك اللهم ارزقنا حبك وحب كتابك وحب رسولك 
وحب عمل يقربنا إلى حبك يا مولانا يا رب العالمين ربنا هب لنا من أزواجنا وذرياتنا قرة أعين وجعلنا للمتقين إماما ربنا آتنا في الدنيا حسنة وفي الآخرة حسنة وقنا عذاب النار وادخلنا الجنة مع الأبرار يا عزيز يا غفار يا رب العالمين وصلى الله على نبينا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين سبحان رب سبحان رب رب العزة عما يصفون وسلام على المرسلين والحمد لله رب العالمين وأقيم الصلاة